Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. My guest today is executive and leadership coach Renee Lopez. Renee has been a soccer coach for the past 14 years for both high school and college teams, but she's also a John Maxwell-trained speaker, coach, and trainer. She's the author of the upcoming book, Looking for a Full Ride?, She focuses on executive and leadership training, transforming team cultures, and coaching inbound college student-athletes on the recruiting process and how to become a college athlete. Renee, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to speak with you guys today. Great. Now, before we jump into more about your business, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working? (laughs) Well, I was a college soccer coach for 14 years and that and a high school coach for three. And, you know, that business was crazy. It was a 90 hours a week job. And, you know, I've actually transitioned into being executive uh, coach for a lot of executives and in various community groups and businesses, as well as doing leadership training programs and coaching education programs. And what that has done as being an entrepreneur has allowed me to have free time. And, you know, I do live about 45 minutes away from Disney World. So I can tell you I am a huge Disney fan and and go every chance I can because I can get annual passes and spend a lot of time over with Mickey and Minnie. It's a great place to live. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like fun. You know, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. Now, I know you said you've made a fairly recent transition into coaching. So can you tell us a little bit about what led you to make that transition from being a soccer coach and then transitioning to being a leadership and an executive coach? Well, you know, it's interesting because what I found is I was doing a little bit of self-discovery for myself and, you know, doing some of the personality tests and things like that, that you, you get to hear of opportunities when you start to figure out where your life is going. And one of the things that kept coming up in everything I was doing a personality test was that I was strong in strategic planning, which obviously makes sense as being a college soccer coach. And what I started to realize that I was also very good with interacting with people and helping them take some themselves from one place to the next. And, you know, so I started to think through what could that look like? And, you know, I have been spending a lot of time with with 18 to 22 year old women and and they go through a lot of identity and, and trying to figure out who they really are during that time period of their life. And so, you know, I've started to really transition to helping people move from point A to point B. And, you know, it was such an amazingly easy transition because it's something I've done for years and in working with, you know, my college student athletes, you know, when they come in a little tiny freshman and they're bright eyed and bushy tailed, but they don't know what the world's going to be like. And, you know, to take them to four years later and being a senior and going out into the world and getting internships and jobs and, and preparing for grad school, you know, it's something that I would do regularly on a daily basis. And now I'm, I'm taking it to different worlds in terms of working with, you know, state farm insurance um, executives and, and working with uh, multiple not-for-profit groups and community groups within my area. And what I'm doing is, is really using the skills that I've had of strategic planning and working with people and, and helping mentor them through the process 
and really being able to help them bring out their their biggest potential. And that's been a really fun and exciting process, um, especially over the past uh, year and a half as I transitioned. You know, I think it's really interesting that you were able to take some, you know, a, a small part, or, or actually, it actually sounds like maybe even a large part of what you were already doing, and then just make a little shift and create a, an entirely new aspect of your business out of that. Now, everybody knows that there's a lot of ups and downs when we start to create new businesses or start to explore different areas. Can you tell us about maybe a disappointment that you've experienced when you've been getting your coaching business up and going? Well, absolutely. You know, I think probably the biggest challenge is that we, especially living in the society we do, is we want everything instantly to be solved. And, you know, I started speaking with my mental training coach that I'd worked with with my teams for years. And, you know, she had literally thrown something back at me that was really funny um, that said, you know, exactly what I used to say to my players. She's like, let's get 1% better every day. And, you know, I obviously wanted everything to turn over overnight. And I think that's the, you know, the challenge we always want to have happen, but it doesn't happen that way. It's in order to be an authentic process and and really be true to yourself, you have to think in in terms of 1% better. And I think, you know, that's probably the biggest struggle I had at first was, well, why isn't this happening instantaneously? And, you know, here I am a year and a half later and I quit my, my other job and I'm doing this full time. And, you know, it's been uh, a process that that takes longer sometimes than what you want it to be. But I have really gotten back to that mentality of 1% better. And we used to use that term. It's called Kaizen. It is a continuous improvement. It's a Japanese term. And I used to use it with my players all the time. And it's funny because then I had to kind of take a little dose of my own mes- medicine and really transfer it into <laughs> what I was doing and building my business every day. And, you know, that sometimes is, is, is a hard challenge to really um, accept and understand, but um, it's been something that I think it's been an authentic growth and it's about relationships and building people up and, and pulling them out um, and just letting them discover their, their full potential. And that's been an amazing experience for me to watch. And even if it didn't go as fast as I wanted it to. You know, I love that idea of getting 1% better every day. And, you know, it's, it's so funny because you hear people sometimes they'll joke about it only took me four years to become an overnight success. And that's the way that it feels because from the outside looking in, it can look like, oh, that person just came out of nowhere. Look at how successful they are. Look at look at everything they've done. But then on the flip side, they know that they've been making these little actions, this this consistent action day in and day out for a much longer period of time to get to that point where it looks like they're super successful really quickly. So can you tell us about a time in the last year and a half when you felt like doing that 1% better every day when you finally felt like there was some momentum behind it and you were starting to make some real progress? Well, I think, you know, what I've started to see is how going in and maybe it may be doing um, a speaking session on leadership training or confidence building or just overall, how can we grow through our self-talk? And, you know, I may do that in community groups and I may go in and do a 15, 20 minutes for free. I'm I'm doing that this week with Kiwanis group and um, I've done that in some other community groups. And, you know, you go in and you don't always know what's going to come of it, but it's funny because people call you up because they remember you a few months later and say, hey, will you come and do a keynote? Or, hey, I've got a couple of clients. Or, 
hey, I've got a couple of our executives who are struggling through something. Would you mind working with them? And it's interesting because you don't always see that fruit right away. But um, I think that's the that that's been the one percent better that I've realized that you never realize what seeds you're planting that are going to become uh, fruit later on. And it's funny because you know. Nine months ago, I did a session. Honestly, it was probably a 15-minute session. And I just had somebody call me up about a week and a half ago and say, I remember when you came to this organization and you spoke and you you talked a little bit about pulling out your potential and confidence building. And, and you know, it's funny because they called me up and said, I remember that from nine months ago. Hey, I have somebody who needs some work. Would you work with them? And, you know, those types of opportunities has been um, the rewards that you start to see down the road. And, and again, it, it took the 1% better every day. So making a few more phone calls or getting out into community groups and speaking or into businesses and connecting and, you know, with different networking events and such. So I think that's big, been the biggest um, transition for me is realizing it is to be authentic growth and, and making sure that you realize that you are planting seeds and the seeds then can then grow. But you never know how soon that fruit comes to uh, full fruition, for sure. I just love what you said about nine months ago, you gave a 15-minute talk. And someone just now contacted you and said, I remember you from that long ago, from that little talk. It made an impact. And now I'm getting in touch with you because I want what you have to offer. And that's the sort of thing that I think that all coaches need to remember is to keep doing that consistent action because it may not feel like it's going to lead to anything, may not feel like it matters. But in that story that you just told us, that proves that every single little thing that we're able to do for our business absolutely matters. You just have you have no idea how much it can matter when you're doing it. Absolutely. 100%. You know, I think that's interesting because you know, when you look at people that are looking for personal growth, they know, might not be when you speak with them and you get to know them at first, they may not be in that that opportunity right there and that mindset to have um, to be stepping into the coaching world and to be uh, stepping in and, and really thinking that they need someone to help walk them through the process. But uh, it may be a few months down the road when it happens and we just have to start thinking that you don't know relationships and where they're going to be. And, and also a lot of it comes from referrals. And, you know, so you may not be speaking to the person who's going to become your next client, but it may be, you know, their boss, or it may be just a friend of theirs or, um, you know, a counselor or someone from their church. I can tell you all of those things are ways that I've connected with clients. And um, just because they, they know my background and obviously a little bit different than the average coach, because I don't come from the corporate world. But I do come from that world of training players and training uh, people to become their best. And I think that's actually been a a unique spin for what I've uh, been able to access clients and connect and and really help them grow. Because I do dip into the sports world quite a bit and working um, as well with mental training with a lot of um, uh, athletes who really want to perform at their best, but also that there's no, there's not that much of a difference in terms of working with corporate America and they want to be their best, whether it's making a few more sales phone calls every day or, or really looking at that, you know, what is their 1% better? And I just want to find ways as a coach to be able to really help them. But I think it's really about those connections um, and really making sure that you realize you never know where a referral is going to come from. 
Yeah, absolutely. I hear a lot of people talk about my ideal client. And if if someone's not ready right now to be my client, then they're just not my ideal client. And sort of almost like a feeling of, you know, well, if you're not ready to to pay for me right now, then then I just don't want to to deal with it anymore. But but what you're saying makes so much sense because it's like just because someone's not ready and they may not be your ideal client today, that doesn't mean that they don't know your ideal client and could refer that person to you. That doesn't mean they may not become your ideal client four or five months down the road when they are in that good mindset. So one of the things that is kind of interesting to me that I'd love to get your take on because you've made a fairly recent transition is the fact that a lot of people will measure their success in business by hitting certain goals. And I would like to know, what do you see as being, you know, maybe your biggest win or like a favorite achievement that you've that you've accomplished so far in your coaching business? Well, I think, you know, it's funny. I had one client who um, we, we had signed on with a four month contract and we were meeting a couple times a month. And, you know, it was an amazing transition that started to happen in with her. And, uh, you know, she was pretty, very high up in, um, in an organization and, you know, she started to see an amazing transition and her sales numbers increased. And it was so fun because one of the days, um, that she came back and she told me, she's like, well, I just want to, I want to introduce you to my boss. I want my boss to know who you are. And I said, Okay, and uh, my bo- her boss was uh, really looking um, to also do some other training programs, and so it ended up turning into a longer term training program with with an entire office, all because I had a little bit of transition and started to see the the growth that could happen within this one person, and so it, it's probably one of the biggest wins that I've seen, and it's funny because after that. Um, our, our four month contract, she decided she really wanted to, um, you know, she was focused on her kids and she had a lot of other things going on. And she said, Oh, well, I, um, I think I'm going to take a break and we're not going to renew. And about a month later, she calls me up and says, um, we got to get back to things because I, I do need you to help me walk me through this process, continue continuing as opposed to before. So it's funny because she needed to step away for a little bit of time. And then she instantly contacted me and said, we got to get back on the books. When can we schedule meetings again? You know, you look and you see like that's the fun and the success is seeing, you know, you want them to fly. And sometimes it's, you know, the, it's the caterpillar coming out and becoming a butterfly. But um, sometimes they also still need to. Um, come back to their nest and 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 help walk them through because now she was facing a, a whole different level in terms of challenges and she was now needing to realize what she could do in order to be the most effective her of herself and you know really grow herself and continue in that process so that's really fun and I think that's the success stories that I that I love having and being able to share with them and and walk them through where they can be their best them. And, you know, what can I do to help them in that process? Mm. You know, before we move on to the part of the podcast that focuses on the real action steps that coaches can take to start to grow their business, I'd like to talk about your future for a little bit. What are you most excited about creating next in your coaching business? Well, you know, I do have a book that will be coming out um, late this fall. It's on the college recruiting process. And one area that I've started to dip into is doing mentoring 
with high school student athletes and helping them to go from point A to point B. A lot of them want to play in college. They don't know the process. And families often come to me and say, we don't know what to do. And I say, well, I I can help you through that, but I'm not going to do it for you. I'm going to hold your hand and point you in the right direction of things you should and shouldn't be doing. And that's been taking an interesting route where I started out with just doing that on a volunteer basis with um, just some complimentary sessions with with an athlete. And and it's now spread to doing multiple student athletes and helping them. And, you know, the coolest part has been also working with the family in general, because you get an opportunity to also work with the family and the parents, especially, um, and, and watch them watch their child really unfold. And, you know, that's been a really fun uh, side of, of coaching that I really didn't expect was going to go that way, um, but it did. And so it's been a fun balance um, in working. I could be literally in a meeting uh, with one of the top uh, executives of a company or a non-for-profit. And uh, then my next meeting, maybe, maybe with a, uh, a sophomore in high school who really wants to play in college. And, and then I may have a, a 10-year-old who really wants to, to grow as an athlete. And then the next day I'm, I'm meeting with um, a CEO of a company. And so, you know, it's been a really fun uh, opportunity, I think, to be able to to really grow. And it, it pushes me out of my comfort zone as well as a coach and and uh, just sometimes switching gears. And I think it's great. But the idea is I want to help add value to people. And I really want to make sure that I pull their potential out of them and so that they can live their true and authentic life. You know, what you were saying just now is so interesting because one of the things that I'm learning about coaching from talking to a lot of different coaches is that there's so many different ways online and offline to make a living as a coach. And what you're talking about working with someone in business today, working with middle school kid the next day, working with families, having a lot of different ways that a portfolio of ways that you're generating business is, I think, one of the ways that coaches really are finding a lot of success. So can you tell us about how are you generating revenue in your business right now? Well, I think for me, it it is a combination of getting out and speaking as well as coaching. Oftentimes, you know, I think coaches just think that clients are just going to show up, or, you know, from a networking event or, or um, from, you know, just contacts they make. But I think it's also getting out and um, doing those 15, 20 minute talks, um, you know, and going out and, you know, I do a lot of stuff with, with building self-confidence and I do a lot of things in, in personal growth and leadership skills, obviously with the John Maxwell team and, you know, it's really crazy to, for me to hear, but I just heard the statistic is that 42% of college graduates never read a book after they graduate from college, which just absolutely hurts me and makes me cringe. But the idea is then where are they growing? What ways are they growing? You need to think about that. It may not be from a book. It may not be from a podcast. We hope it is, obviously. hope they'll listen to yours for sure uh, with an amazing mm-hmm. audience like you have here. But, you know, it, but the idea is, you know, a lot of times in their organization, whether it's a corporation or a not-for-profit um, or a church setting or, you know, something like that or school, that's their avenue for learning and growing and in professional development. And so you need to be the face of that and being, opportun- being opportunities, even if you are scared to really um, be in front of an audience, there's lots of speaking videos you can watch online and, and such. Um, I'm not afraid to be in front of people. I do lots of keynotes. Um, 
But I think, you know, the reality is, is if you get out and speak, then people are going to want to continue with their message. And so, you know, I, I typically offer out a, a free coaching session when I'm in front of a large group or a free leadership training program to go in, you know, whether it's, it's being at a, a BNI or, a, you know, I just went this past week to a, a women's business um, organization or I'm part of an entrepreneur group as well. And I think those are opportunities that allow you to really stretch and grow. And, you know, when they, when they're looking for speakers, you raise your hand, even if you're scared and, you know, just make sure that you, you know, maybe a 15 or 20 minute talk and, and talk about things that, you know, and things that you're comfortable with and then be your authentic self. And then also create offers out for people that, um, that create an opportunity for them to get to know you as a coach and, and, and hire you on. And I think, you know, I think a lot of coaches shy away from the speaking side of things. Um, but I think it's an avenue that creates a lot of business and referrals because people now need to know who you are. And oftentimes we try and stick behind our computers and, you know, on social media and stuff like that. And, and that's not actually where most of my clients come from. It's really the idea of making personal connections face to face. And that may be, you know, sometimes that is on social media, but, um, you know, through different platforms to be able to have a face to face with Skype or Facebook live. But the idea is really getting out and getting into groups and organizations. And, you know, people find me on LinkedIn and, and they instantly say, hey, you know, let's talk. And I, and I always say, all right, let's let's do a face to face of some sort, whether it's Skype across the country or it's coffee just down the street, because I feel like once they get to know you as a person, they're more likely to want to hire you. And I think that's the, the hard part of being a coach, but also the great part about being a coach in connecting and looking and making sure you can help um, others grow and achieve. And they have to know your message and they have to know who you are before you can, your message can actually take root in their hearts. You know, I like that idea of getting out and doing some speaking and just to let people around you get to know you, whether it's speaking locally or like you said, you know, maybe doing a Facebook live or just getting yourself out there for people who haven't really done that, or maybe aren't really sure where to start. You had mentioned that there's free stuff online. What would be like maybe a, a couple of tips that you could give to a coach that does want to get started doing some public speaking? Where would they be best served to to start? Well, you know, most uh, communities have Toastmasters, and I think that would be a great avenue to start and get connected with. You know, there is a lot of just simple Googling and really finding out speaking messages um, but also studying really strong speakers. You know, I am obviously part of the John Maxwell team as well as the John Gordon company. And I study those speakers and I watch what they do. And I analyze not just their content, which is what we usually do when we watch a speaker, but also watch their mannerisms, watch their interactions with stage. And Nick Vujicic, some of you may know who he is. And he is a motivational speaker from Australia. I actually am certified to teach some of his programs as well. And he has a lot of anti-bullying campaigns and a lot of youth programs, but he, he does not have any arms or legs. And he's written a couple different books. And, you know, it's fun to really watch him on stage because his mannerisms, he will shrug his shoulder or he will nod his head a little bit differently. And if you start to watch and analyze not just his content, but his mannerisms and what he does when he doesn't have arms or legs, it's amazing to see how effective you can be with just your facial movements and um, how effective you can really connect with your audience because what they're looking for in an audience is to, to find out in the first five minutes that you're speaking with them, do they know, like, and trust you? And I think 
if you can watch some of these great speakers that are out there, you know, Les Brown, Tony Robbins, I can, I can name a ton, um, but you watch how they connect with the audience and what they do to connect. Um, it is sometimes emotional, sometimes it isn't, but the idea of the speed of their voice, there are times where they have a pregnant pause that was referred to as in speaking, where sometimes it's, they'll pause and it really is an effective pause because they're about to deliver an effective message. And so, you know, I highly encourage you to doing that. If you, um, you know, obviously a part of the John Maxwell team, the John Gordon company, uh, those are, are, are two of the, my right hand men that I love to be able to have as mentors to me and, and really thinking that through. But, uh, um, I really highly recommend for people to, um, study the great speakers that are out there. If you're, if you're scared of doing it, um, but also watch yourself on video and grab a friend and have them watch you on video. And even if you just, uh, I've had some of my friends say that they speak to their, their child's uh, 20 uh, stuffed animals in a room. And that may be some way for them to just get over a little bit of the nerves that sometimes happens because um, I know it's not an area that everyone feels comfortable in doing. But um, if you can get yourself out there and, and do your 1% better, maybe that's just a five minute speech sometimes. Um, but I think there's opportunities to be able to do that and really to be able to grow and, and observe other um, speakers will really transition for you and, and to be able to help you feel more comfortable. Mm. You know, a couple of the things that we've been talking about, getting out and speaking and then also getting referrals from people, those are two really cool ways to get new clients. Would you say that that one of those is your favorite strategy to bring new clients into your business? Oh, I think both, to be very honest with you. There's nothing better than somebody referring you to someone um, who's in a place that they want to grow. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, going out and speaking, and I do a lot with, with different church organizations as well as leadership training programs. And um, it's fun. You don't always see the feedback um, instantly of what happens in, you know, the fruit that comes out of those speaking engagements there's nothing better than someone walking up to you and saying, you know, a few months later, you changed my life because you presented this idea. And so I really do appreciate the speaking, um, but I think there's nothing better than the referrals um, because it's it's a personal connection. And so um, I would say both is my answer. But I think if I if I had to tend back and forth, I would say uh, um, the speaking, you don't always see the the, the fruit. And I think that's the, the difficult side of it. And, um, you know, I think the the referrals is instantaneously. You start to see what opportunities could be there. Mm. Now, I wanted to dig in just a little bit more to the idea of speaking um, or your speaking. The The things that you do when you go out and speak, are you getting paid speaking engagements or are you using the speaking as sort of just a marketing tool where you'll go and speak for free and then maybe make an offer or try to get people onto your list? How does that work for you? Well, it depends on the organization um, that I'm speaking with. So, you know, I will do a lot of times um, a non-paid 15, 20-minute session, which will lead to a paid, you know, hour-long keynote or things like that. So I do have a mixture where I do both. Um, and I think that's something that you have to know the audience. You also have to know the budgets. So when it comes to non-for-profits or, <laughs> or schools, they often, their answer is we have no money. Um, but you never know who's going to be in those, those audiences. So, um, but you know, when you're looking at corporations and such, they typically do have, uh, amounts set out. And if you do, um, 
uh, undercut yourself, they will actually dismiss you. And so, you know, some speakers will try to say, oh, I'm brand new to this process. So I'll only charge $500 or $1,000. And what, you know, some of those people are trained and expecting you to say $3,500. They're expecting that. And so when you undercut yourself, you've actually um, taken yourself out of showing that you know the business. And so, you know, whether it's keynotes, um, you know, of, of, you know, speaking for a couple hundred people, you know, I'm doing a couple of those in the next few weeks. And, um, you know, those are obviously paid. And, um, but, you know, like they said, this, this next week, I'm doing a, a 15, 20 minutes with, with the Kiwanis group that's uh, two miles down the road from my street. And, you know, I think uh, obviously that can lead to some opportunities and, and that's not a paid gig. Um, but I know, uh, the opportunities that could come out of it and building relationships and where that could go. Mm. See, I actually, I love the idea of thinking about thinking about the group that you're presenting yourself to, because like you said, some of these groups, you need to, to do your research and then you, you go into it knowing that, you know, this is a relationship building opportunity. This is something that may lead to other speaking opportunities down the road, but this is something that I'm just going to do for free. And I know that going in. But what I really loved is what you said about not undercutting yourself and going into some of these larger companies that do have a budget and not going in, you know, almost hat in hand saying, you know, oh, I'm brand new and I'll just do this for 500 or I'll just do it for, you know, 200 or, or whatever. And and they're going to look at you like, ooh, yikes, does this person really know what they're doing if if they're going to come in with such a low figure? So So having that confidence in yourself, having that confidence in what you're offering and the information that you're going to be sharing and the things that you can bring to that organization and really putting that price tag on yourself that says, I'm an authority. I know what I'm talking about and and it's going to be a great talk and you're going to love to have me. And I think that's awesome advice to give to coaches. Absolutely. You know, I think the idea is it comes back to your why. What, why do you get into coaching? And you know, my why is I want to take people from point A to point B and then hopefully from point B to point C, D, E and F. But the idea is if you know your why, it's going to be very easy for you to really think through what opportunities are going to be there and what aren't. And that's not to say there's been times where I have gone spoke and, and nothing came of it. But then, like I said, there was one that came in. It was nine months later. They said, oh, by the way, I've been trying to track you down. Um, and so you never know where that could be. And I think that um, you need to know your why and what your purpose is, is doing it. Because if you live in your why and you really um, are working in your why, whether you're you're speaking to a group of 300 or you're having a one-on-one coaching session, um, you know, I think it's really important that you have a solution-focused mentality, that you're there to help them solve some of their problems, but you're not going to do it for them. They have to really dig in themselves and think that, they can really uh, work through the process uh, with you and that you're going to be a a key crucial part to that process. One thing that I'd love to know is all the things that you've done so far to build up a really successful business, taking things that you've learned from your past and, and bringing that into this new coaching endeavor that you've been doing for a while, being fairly new to the game, what would you tell other coaches that are just starting out or what do you wish you had done first to build up a really successful business? Well, I think, you know, we get so caught up in the, we've got to have a perfect website. We've got to have the perfect 
customer relations, you know, information systems. And, and I think we get so caught up of what is our Facebook and what's it look like? The reality is, is you need to get out and get people to realize your message. It's not about, you know, how pretty it all looks on Facebook and, and Twitter and, and everything under the sun. You know, that stuff is something you can, you can really hire people to do and help you. And even if your cash flow is not there, um, you know, really, you can do the basics, do the basics of what you need in terms to, to show yourself online, but more importantly, get out there, get out there and make connections. And I think I got so caught up in there. I'm not a tech guru at all. I, I have a very pretty website because I didn't do it, but I had somebody else do it for me. Um, and I think I got caught so caught up on that, um, because I just was concerned, of what should I do? And I think the biggest thing is, is you need to get out there, start serving clients. Even if you have to do some for free or do some speaking gigs for free, um, I think it's important to make sure you're getting testimonials. And the sooner I got testimonials up on my website and the sooner I got testimonials out in my social media, it became a really showing your, your social, um, uh, uh, proof that you actually do know what you're doing. And I think that's more important than how pretty the website looks and how, you know, how many times you tweeted a day and, and Facebook messages and things like that. I think that's, you know, the idea is making sure you get those, those testimonials out there. And, you know, I, I've really worked to make sure those are, are prevalent and, you know, not being afraid to ask somebody to be a testimonial for you. If they come up to you after you speak or they're one of your clients who you've you've grown very close with and you think that, you know, you've really helped them, ask them, would you mind filling out a survey for me or just a, you know, two or three questions if you think they're a little shy and they don't want to be on camera? But there's nothing better than, uh, you know, 20 seconds of, of them endorsing you after, after you do a speech or after you've had a coaching session with them and get those up on your website, obviously make sure that they're okay with that. Um, but we are so often scared to ask that. And I think if you do that and you get that out there more, um, often than, you know, everything else that we worry about in the process, it's going to show, um, social proof of what you're doing. And, People are more likely to hire you when they know that you've been effective with other people and they don't have to know who that person is, you know, but, you know, it's something that I, I did a, a talk for probably 10, 12 minutes at a, a, a session and um, it was someone that was in the audience um, was a fellow author and he came up to me afterwards. He's like, you're phenomenal. I love what you're doing. And he's like, oh, is there anything I can do to help you? I know you're starting out in this gig. And I said, you're a fellow author. And he's like, yes. He said, you know, I said, would you mind just a 20 second endorsement? And he's like, absolutely. He's like, you're going to go places. He goes, and I want to be linked to you. And I laughed and I said, a little old me, I'm not sure that that's really uh, true, but it was something of, of amazing uh, opportunity. And guess what? If you go to my website today, you can see uh, Barry Spilchuk, who is the author of um, Chicken Soup for the Soul, the Canadian version of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And you can see his endorsement of me on uh, my website. And, you know, what an amazing opportunity to have that. Um, and someone you never know who's in the audience. And and when they come up to you and they tell you you did great, don't be afraid to ask them to uh, utilize that. Wow, I think that's an awesome story. And it's really cool just to be able to be conscious of all the opportunities that are out there and not to discount just asking. 
maybe someone says no, but but what if they say yes? And like you said, just getting those testimonials, getting out there, getting started, and not worrying about everything being perfect first. Those are some great tips, great advice. Well, thank you. I, I struggled for so long and in, in thinking about my website and my business cards and branding and all that. And I think that's something that if you can really step outside your um outside of worrying about all those little nitty details, I think you're going to be able to grow as a coach. Um, And if speaking is something you want to do long-term as well. And I think that's um, especially in our society right now. And, you know, a lot of the demands in social media, that's what catches our attention, but you need to focus on what can really help your business grow. And it is, you know, references and uh, testimonials. You know, Renee, this has been so good. I've really learned so much from you. And I'd like to finish up now with our final five rapid fire questions. So what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Uh, Well, finding balance in life. I think um, having been a college coach and working 90 hours a week, um, you know, I've transitioned that I rock 10,000 steps every day. Um, I have... Uh, changed my lifestyle that I used to drink four Diet Cokes a day. And I've now got into drinking uh, tea and smoothies and and a little healthier. And I think that's um, really made all the difference because if I can't show people that I'm growing, then how on earth can I help them grow? What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Uh, A daily hustle and the idea of that 1% better. And um, it may just be an extra few phone calls. It may be doing a little more research uh, online or maybe sitting at a coffee shop and just really focusing on what you want to want to think through and, and programming and, and what you're going to do with with some of your clients. Um, but I think it's a daily hustle every day and, and that one percent better. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Well, I am a strong Christian, so I will say the Bible, Um, but if it's looking in leadership development and creating culture, I will say The Energy Bus by John Gordon, who uh, I I actually reached out to him to become part of his staff after I'd worked and used his uh, book for probably 10 years with my athletes. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. Oh, wow. There's so much. Um, I will say, well, do Google for sure. (laughs) Um, Everything I do. Um, But I think, you know, one of the things that I always try to do is um, get on the uh, various um, uh, daily quotes. Um, And John Maxwell does a minute with Maxwell. And with that is um, he will send out about a one minute uh, just topic and it's an encouragement and it'll send it right to your email and you can register for that on the John Maxwell website um, for just one minute a day. And he'll talk about discipline. Or he'll talk about consistency or he'll just talk about having heart. And I think it's a, an amazing thing. I get to my inbox every single day. Now, finally, for listeners who want to connect with you, who want to learn more, tell me what social platforms are you on and what's your website? Where can people get in touch with you? Absolutely. My website is www.rlopezcoaching.com, rlopezcoaching.com. You can also find me on Facebook. It's under Coach Renee. And that's R-E-N-E-E space Lopez. Or you can email me at 
info, I-N-F-O, at Looking for a Full Ride, which is the title of my upcoming book. It's info at lookingforafullride.com. And if they want to research my book, it's www.lookingforafullride.com. And did you have... um... We had talked earlier and you said that you wanted to to offer the listeners an opportunity to connect with you, to maybe have a call, to learn a little bit more about the things that you can can work with them on. Absolutely. I will offer out to all of your listeners today. They can make a choice, whether it's a just a free consulting session in terms of thinking through their business or um, helping them with their leadership growth and development and self-confidence. Um, I will offer out that to all of your listeners today. If they are a parent of an athlete who are in high school age and are looking to play in college, I'll also offer out um, a 30-minute session with them and their athlete to talk through the recruiting process and and what I can do to help mentor them. Um, oftentimes, I have people reach out to me saying they just want to build their confidence in in speaking or, or build their confidence in testimonials and re- asking for that, that testimonial. Um, I'd be glad to work with anyone for 30 minutes for free. Um, if they want to just contact me again, at, at email is info at lookingforafullride.com or they can look on my website at www.rlopezcoaching.com. Well, that sounds like a great offer and I will be sure to put all of those links on the show notes page. This has been such a good conversation, Renee. I want to thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the opportunity and I look forward to hearing from some of your listeners for sure. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business. Promosharecast.com always been a leader and I've always been pretty so creative. It all starts with, with character. Maker of podcasting. <laughs> because Success I is a result of steady. The roller coaster just took a deep dive. Yeah. It's a genius idea, right? <laughs> Health, wealth, and spirituality. Jamie sounds so good. Oh, great, great. <laughs> I'm Antonio Holman, and if you want to be more successful, check out my podcast, The Four Principles of Success, at the4pos.com, part of the Success Media Network.